Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code, the management consultancy for what happens next. For more information, you can visit heroncode.com. In this podcast, we will be talking to female leaders of today to inspire the leaders of tomorrow. I learned and I learned it hard and the best way. And if I have to repeat it, I would have gone through every single step because it makes me who I am today that I am very proud of. This big boss told me, he looked at my eyes and he said, over my dead body that you take this promotion. If you mirror and compare yourself to the best, which is good, yeah, yeah, you forget that you are better than me a lot. Mm. So if you don't have this gratitude, you can never move. I am dreaming about becoming a guide, a supporter to people that they are struggled. They can go to a video of mine to get inspired or they can reach out. I am leading this with my heart. I feel the person in front of me. I feel the struggles. I am looking to the target and I am just like building the story with her or him to support with my return of experience. Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code. Welcome back to another episode of the Heron Code Women in Leadership podcast, where every single guest has given such valuable insight into their industry, but also their personal experience. And today is going to be a fantastic episode as I'm joined by Sandrine Mustafa El Khodri, who has 28 plus years experience in her field with several senior executive roles within mobility solutions, cloud, IT, infrastructure and security. The list goes on and we're going to get into it today. Sandrine, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Minnie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm amazing. I'm really excited for our conversation today because we've just briefly been talking a bit off air. And I know we have so much to talk about, which, sure. which is going to be fantastic. And, you know, what's interesting about you, Sandrine, and this is why why I love to have people from all different industries and, and backgrounds as well on this podcast is because your cultural background is, is very interesting. And mm. I feel like that really sets the path for who we become. So you uh, were raised in France. You're a native Egyptian. And and you've just moved to the UAE three years ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me how that has been. Tell me more about your upbringing. Why, why France? You know, why were you brought up there? H- how's your connection to the Middle East and Egypt still strong? Tell me more about it. So I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you for the, your kind invitation. So yeah, it looks a bit hectic, right? <laughs> so I am born in Egypt and uh, I have been uh, doing my school in a French, mm-hmm. French uh, Catholic school. And then my love was always, and my dream was always looking to France because I have been raised all over uh, those years into such an environment, open-minded environment, Western environment with the French language, the romantic language, right? Yeah. So I get married and I moved to France. Yeah. And uh, the adventure started there. I have never cut my, uh, my relation with uh, Egypt and the Eastern because I believe too much in culture. Culture mm. is our identity. Yeah. Yeah. So my roots are coming from Eastern from Egypt and I'm very proud of it Mm -hmm. and I have been raised build up my family my kids my career in Western and in France especially and I'm really proud of being French citizen as well Mm -hmm. all the time I am saying that I am very lucky to be able to be the glue between both cultures Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so 
Eastern and Western. So even in my personal life, I raised my kids by taking what I believe is the richness of the Eastern culture with the richness part of the Western. And I did a cocktail, Love that. which is myself and my family. I love that so much. And that gives your kids such an advantage when, you know, we've become such a small world now. There's a mix of cultures everywhere. And how was your upbringing? I mean, were you a dreamer as a kid? Did you have a dream of what you wanted to become and be? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Since my young age, I had dreams Mm. that evolved with time. But I have always wanted to be somebody having an impact around me. My dad, may he rest in peace, has always, all the time during my childhood, telling us something for me and my siblings. Just people born and die might be forgotten, but whoever live in life, support others, doing positive impact after their death, the legacy will continue and their name will be remembered all the time. And to be honest, this is what I would like to have and to be able to do, supporting other, I am not saying that I am uh, Sainte Marie. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not saying this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I am saying that we, we end up all by being human beings. Each one of us is unique. And I love something that uh, Jack May of Alibaba mm-hmm. said. He said, in your 20s, learn. In your 30s, build something if you want to be an entrepreneur or reinforce your knowledge. In your 40s, manage Mm. and grow in your management skills. After your 50s, transmit and be focused on transmitting your knowledge to youth, to other generations Mm. and take advantage also of your family. And in your 60s, take advantage of your family, your grandchildren, etc. So I don't know if it's unfortunately or fortunately. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you see it on my face, but I will hit 50s at the end of the year. So I'm telling myself, this is my time to transmit. Mm. Yeah. So I'm trying to support youth. Uh, I am doing mentorship for entrepreneurs, for some senior leaders, benevolent, Mm -hmm. because my success and my compensation is when I see people successful. It's just like, I did it. Mm. I have an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's so beautiful It is passing on what you know, because exactly. that is what you leave behind. And, and let's talk about the, the mentors and the mentorship, because, you know, I personally believe like mentors have very different faces uh, along the journey. You know, when, when you're young, it starts off as your parents, it can become teachers, it can become your peers, and then it becomes people in your industry. Tell me from your point of view, who were your mentors growing up and um, how has it really impacted your journey? I cannot say that I had mentors Because mentorship for me, it's somebody who is following you, guiding you, supporting you, Mm. uh, teaching you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that, but I had the chance to have people who believed in me and gave me their hands from a step to the, from a step to the other. Especially that you can imagine in me that my, as an Eastern native, growing up in a Western world, in IT, which is a men world and a woman You can imagine how my path and my career, what I had all over, it wasn't a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. It was sufferance, hard work, perseverance, and having a dream. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So it wasn't easy. Yeah. So all over these years, I learned 
and I learned it hard and the best way. Mm. And if I have to repeat it, I would have gone through every single step because it makes me who I am today that I am very proud of as a woman, as a business leader with my bad sides and good sides. Yeah. In the evening, when I put my head on my pillow, I am in peace with myself. Mm. You know what I mean? So attending such peace, it's priceless. Mm. And feeling that you have an impact. It's like, wow, what can I ask for more? So if I haven't been through the struggles before success, because as I always say, success doesn't teach you. Mm -hmm. It is struggles, roadblocks, which teaches you. I have heard one time an interview or a movie, I don't remember, but a father was explaining to his kid that the carbon is nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you put it under pressure, it becomes a diamond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our struggles. So if you have never been through this, you will never become a diamond. And, and you, you mentioned one word, it's perseverance, it's the resilience. Where does that come from inside of you? Because you must have come across a lot of challenges within that industry. You said it was very male-dominated. You know, you were probably um, put into a box as a, as a woman and then, and then your culture comes into play. Where did that resilience come from from you? Where, was, where did that fight come from? I believe it's my nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I have, I have, and I have still a dream. I had and I have a dream. And I believed in this dream. I'm not going to tell you that all over my, my, my career and my path, I believed in this and I didn't have downs and I didn't have hesitation and frustration or whatever. But each struggle, I get depressed like one day or two. Mm-hmm. And then, no, 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 you're going to make it. Let me tell you something. In my career, one of my big bosses, like 20 years back or more, mm-hmm. we had a discussion and There has a promotion and I was the most eligible to this promotion. But for racism reason, I didn't get the job. And this manager, this big boss, told me, he looked at my my eyes and he said, over my dead body that you take this promotion. Wow. Trust me, I get out of his office and I was driving my car and I was crying like my tears were falling. And then I parked my car and I said, over your dead body man or not, Mm -hmm. maybe not this time, but I will be somebody. And in my mind, I said, guy, you press the right button in me. So I fought more and I learned. I took some certification to increase my skills and I have been attending events, meeting people, learning more, reading books, whatever. And here I am. Wow. So put that fire in you even more. Exactly. He was fueling it and he didn't exactly. even know And it. he didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you kind of want to thank these people now that you look back. Hardly from the bottom of my heart. Wow. I thank them because those roadblocks, those frustrations, those injustice pushed me mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're constantly someone who's not just learning as a human being, but education is very, very important to you. It has been throughout throughout your journey. Talk to me about the role of culture in business in your industry, because I mean, your PhD now fits so well in, in, into this also. So tell me more. Okay. I didn't finalize yet my PhD. It's in progress. <laughs> Inshallah. Yeah. So the impact of culture As I started my discussion with you, Mimi, I told you that culture is the identity of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
Let me give you an example. Doing business in Asia is not the same way in Eastern, not the same way in Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe North, different than Europe South. Americas is another world. Yeah. Yeah. So culture is key. If you don't understand the culture of the market, of the people in which you are operating or operating with, you will never fly. Mm. Yeah. I did a try like 10 years back as I was managing a multicultural team. So my direct reports were around the table and I said, let me give it a try. I said a phrase to all of them. Mm -hmm. It has been perceived, the same words, completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to make your business successful. You need to understand the culture of the market in which you are operating. On top of it, the culture of people, your colleagues, your peers, your customers, your partners. Yeah? Yeah. To understand between the lines. Because what makes sense for you, who is raised somewhere might not make sense to me. And thanks to my career and my job, I visited like almost the whole world. And as said, I am somebody who is very interested and curious to know people. Human being for me is very important. It's precious, yeah? So curious to know, curious to understand. And trust me, if you open up your mind to accept the other and understand their own struggles, culture and everything, you will discover a way of thinking that you have never thought about. Either you accept it or not, but it will open up your mind. Yeah, it will enrich your brain and it will make you stronger. It is some, it is a part of life learning. Mm. Yeah, so again, to getting back to my PhD and why I wanted this, because the last 10, 15 years, as I was managing multicultural team and different regions, I have been facing this all the time. I needed to adapt when I am talking to Eastern people. I need to take a different tone, a different way. You know what I mean? And when I am talking to Western, European, it needs to be different. And to Asian, completely different. Mm. So I said, God, this is key to, especially for multinational companies, sometimes, or the majority of the times, the CEOs, the board of directors, whatever, they decide and they decide a strategy. Fine. But if this strategy is not applied as it should be on the field, it will never fly. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Mm. After the COVID, all the companies went through uh, remote working, working from home. Yeah? Yeah. Fine. So some companies decided to close offices and one day from the office and the rest of the day alone. Fine. Now, I am managing Middle Eastern Africa. In Eastern, you cannot do business via a screen. Mm. I'm sorry, you can't. And also for people, for assiduity, people needs to meet each other and to feel a hierarchy, a presence. Mm. You know what I mean? This is the mindset. This is the culture. Here you close business based on the confidence and the relation you build up with people. So how can you do this via screen? Mm. You can't. You can't. Yeah. But again, to align, you can do a hybrid way, maybe three days office and two days remote working to maintain Mm. a flexibility and alignment with the world. Yeah. But you need to adapt it. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And and that's, I think that some companies have realized that after COVID mm. and some, some companies haven't. And then you yeah. can see, see the difference in both. Absolutely. And I think you're right. There's no one size fits all no. across the, no. across the world and the cultures. I, I like that approach, especially as a leader. And that's you as a 
uh, professional. But you, on a personal level, Sandrine, you're a working mum. I can't even imagine how how tough, uh, challenging, beautiful, exciting the whole process can be. Do you believe in the term work-life balance? And can you tell me the challenges that arise for you in your personal journey with wearing so many hats in, in your life? This excites me. Mm. to have the bigger the challenge is, I am more excited and I'm more happy and I'm giving the best I can. Right. Yeah? So work balance, I am not going to say that you need to use it or not because work balance, it is not linked to a kid, to a mom mm-hmm. because we have kids or whatever. Work balance, generally speaking, you, me, everybody needs to have a work balance to maintain between the pressure of your professional life and your family, your personal passion, and etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So the work balance is generic. It's not for moms. But I will allow myself to transform your question a bit yeah. and say, how did I make it by being a mom of three kids? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So, again, it wasn't easy. But from the very first beginning, I got, I got my kids very young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they grew up with me. I learned with them because there is no book to mention if you are a good mom or a bad mom. (laughs) Whatever works for you with your kids will not match with me and etc. So you learn it on the field. Yeah. So they grew up with me. I learned with them. But for me, my kids have never have never been a weight or a burden. Mm -hmm. For me, they are a part of my journey. Mm. Yeah. So I embedded them in my journey. And for me, they were my source of energy. I wanted to grow more for them to be more successful, more proud. And for me to achieve my dream while they are a part of it. Because as a mother, my dream and my happiness is to see my kids happy. Recently, I saw a video one of the biggest businessmen. Mm. I don't remember his name in American. And somebody, he was interviewed and they asked him, what is the success for you? Mm. You know, what did he answer? Mm. He said, my success is that my adult kids comes to visit me during my holidays, their holidays, and they love spending time with me. This is the best success. True or not? So true. So true. So for me, my best success is the relation that I build up with my kids. Mm. And to get back, how did I make it? I don't have magic Mm. formula, but I always did it with my heart without putting them as a burden and communicating all the time. You know, sometimes I remember my two, I have three kids, yeah? Mm -hmm. Rina, Rami, and Ryan. The two elder, they have two years difference. Uh So they grew up as as twins, yeah? yeah? So I remember Rina and Rami, and I had a day at work yeah. and I was just like spending time in the room and telling them my day. Mm. Telling them, what the hell? Mom today had a day. <laughs> yeah. Had a day. Yeah. So was, they were just like looking at me like this. You did mom? <laughs> no, this is not what I said. No. So this is how I build it up. Mm. So it happens today that we tell each other everything. Mm. So I am a friend. At the same time, I'm a mom. Yeah. So the balance is here. Okay, sometimes they forgot that I'm a mom. So I'm just like, get back to normal. No? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So communicating. So the key and the magic formula that I can advise Mm. is communicate. Mm. The absence is not the physical absence. It is the communication absence. I have been traveling the full week from Monday to Friday. And when I arrived the weekend, I was continuing the journey. Mm. 
with them because every single day I was aware of what they're doing, their bad notes, their homeworks, their struggles, their cries, mm. their whatever. Yeah. So I was, you know, it was for me a part of my journey, a part of my big success. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that communication because I feel like when I was growing up, you know, my parents had just started a business. So I barely saw them. They were barely at home. But what's made me appreciate that as an adult is I see how hard they worked as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And I could see their struggles. I could see their challenges, which prepared me for my adult life. You know, there's a conversation right now happening constantly around every dinner I go to because I'm in the stage now where all my friends are having kids and everyone's worried that kids are going to grow up spoiled because we've worked so hard to be able to provide for them. But now children, aren't appreciating what they've got and so it's it must be tough as a parent to help navigate that you know Mm -hmm. you want to give them everything because you've worked so hard to be able to give them everything but then how do we keep them also grounded and humble what do you do to do that so my whole life I have never offered the gift Mm -hmm. without an occasion or a result okay so birthday Christmas Ramadan feast, yeah. good uh, school result, yeah. uh, compliment at school, whatever. One day, my youngest, Ryan, asked me and he said, what is this? My friends have gifts every day and you are putting me a condition to have something to obtain this? This is unfair. Mm. I said, do I have my salary at the beginning of the month before working? He said, I don't know. I said, no. They pay me at the end of the month when I delivered the job. They are not paying me at the beginning of the month and let me do whatever I want. So each money you earn, you need to deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how I make it happen. I am not saying now that I'm not spoiling them. Yeah. <laughs> they are adults. So yeah. they're built up. So whenever I can spoiling them, I, I do it. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Mm. But in their education, this is the way because they needed to know the value of money. Mm. You know, because, you know, today you can be here for whatever reason. Yeah. Tomorrow you're down. Yeah. You know, and life is ups and downs. You will never be on top for good. Mm. Everything has an end. Yeah. So if you don't build up the values into them, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've just, you've reached such incredible heights in your career and, and you're still going. I mean, you're just about to go into your fifties, which is incredible. And you, you don't look it though. So, thank uh, you. Thank congratulations you. Congratulations to you. Um, <laughs> How would you say you made it to this level? And I know that's a very loaded question because there must be so many elements and so many things that helped you get to, to this point. But how, how would you say you made it to this, this point in your career? Perseverance. Mm. Having a dream and being kind with yourself. Don't be too hard with yourself. And always, always, always during the struggles, looking at the glass half full. Because if you mirror and compare yourself to the best, which is good, yeah, yeah, you forget that you are better than a lot. Mm. So if you don't have this gratitude, you can never move forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all the time, the tough times, it's hard. You can cry. You can be down. But remember the diamond. You will learn. And this is how I made it. I'm not saying that from the first step, This is what I learned. But when I look back to my career, this is what intuitionally I did without thinking about it. And I grew with this. Never giving up. Never giving up. Each day you breathe out and in, hope is here. 
Every single day you wake up in the morning and God gives you life that you are here for a purpose. Never give up. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yeah. So this is how I did it. And trust me, I didn't do it intentionally. At the beginning, it was me. It was my intuition. And you know what? It was my kids, the source of this. Now that I look back, because I wanted to make them grow with all the values and the pride that I can give them Mm. and the learnings. So for me, they were my source of success, not the burden. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I feel like you are not done yet. You have so much no, more. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> you're not. You're not. And, and the goalposts. The posts, sky is the end for me. Exactly. Yeah? And the goalposts are always changing. I feel like my dreams change on a weekly basis. Yeah. Once you've achieved another one, you're on to the next. So tell Can me. Can I tell you a secret? Please. My very first dream when I was a teenager was what? Mm. To become an actress. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. It was to become an actress. (laughs) And did you do anything to... Nothing in school. Yeah. In high school, I was known by being the bestest on stage. I love that. But I ended up to be be VP in IT. Yeah, nothing (laughs) to do with it. Not even close. My best, my best, my best me is on stage. Mm. I love that. You feel, you feel your home. You feel really comfortable. Comfortable, the adrenaline, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Would so you I say, didn't I didn't do my dream. Yeah. It has changed. It has changed like you're saying, but on the right way. Mm. Because after after all of these years, I might not have learned as such as I learned if I were an actress. Yeah. Or maybe I wasn't going to be happy. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's absolutely reasons we we end up taking different paths, but you know, it's like elements of being an actress, i.e. Mm. being confident on stage eventually has come through in a yeah. different form. Exactly. Um so I want to ask you what what is next for you? What is what is the next dream? What is the next goal? What is in your mind that you want to achieve that one day when when you retire or when you're done you can sit back and say, "I'm glad I did that and I'm I'm glad I achieved this." So in the continuity of what I'm doing, continuing having a positive impact, Mm. supporting, transmitting. So if you ask me personally, as a Sandrine, I am dreaming about becoming a guide, a supporter to people that they are struggled. They can go to a video of mine to get inspired or they can reach out to have an advice or you know what I mean? Mm. Which... On which form, I cannot tell you. Yeah. Yeah, but this is one of my dreams. Mm. You you already feel like such a light. I mean, even the energy that we're getting in this room is so wonderful from you. So moving forward with your mentorship, I mean, you are so focused on helping entrepreneurs. And tell me more about that. What is your focus when when someone comes to you and someone is seeking guidance? How do you kind of help them and structure them and put them in the right direction? I don't have a method. Oh, I'm not going to tell you, I am using uh, whatever, blah, 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 phases. No. Again, each human being is different. Your struggles, your experience, which made from you who you are today, are completely different from mine, etc., etc. And you are acting differently on those. So my first thing is to listen, to take the first five to ten minutes to identify the personality that I'm having. Offline, I was I was talking with with your with your uh, colleagues, and I was mm. explaining that to be a successful business leader, 
you need to be intuitive. Mm. You need to know how to analyze people. It's not the diploma that you're having, if you have it in the blood or not. Because if you, have, you are a successful business person, I will know who you are after three minutes to be able to reach your brain by building up the confidence. So again, I am leading this with my heart. I feel the person in front of me. I feel the struggles. I am looking to the target. And I am just like building the story with her or him to support with my return of experience, with my advices, and to make, to make it happen and following up on a regular basis. Yeah. Mm, this has been amazing. I feel like it's been one of my favorite episodes because you've dropped so many gems for everyone to learn from. And I feel like Thank it's going to be such a beneficial <laughs> episode for so many people. Uh, Sandrine, I wish you all the best in Thank all you. that you are looking to achieve. I have absolutely no doubt that you're going to achieve all <laughs> that you, you wish for. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I really do enjoy it. And thanks to you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You Thank too. you. Thank you. Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code.